Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Well, good morning, everybody. Jeremy Hubbard here, Sports Information Director at the Brook Hill School and Brook Hill Guard Athletics, and I'm joined today on the pilot episode of Fire the Cannon, a Brook Hill uh, Guard podcast by Brett Swinney of NetSN. Brett, how are you this morning? I'm good. How's it going, Jeremy? Man, it is good, and this is something that you and I have, gosh, Brett, probably been working on this for, I would say, months at this point. We've talked about this. Yeah, we just wanted a, a way to to give you guys – uh, a platform to talk to coaches, players, just see what's going on with Brookfield Athletics. Um, you know, we we cover you guys uh, off and on through the, during the season, but um, this will give more of an inside take from from your coaching staff and and anybody that that you have that you want to interview and stuff. And I just I'm excited about it. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've been working with you guys, I guess, since basketball season last year, kind of getting some content online and. And we're expanding our coverage this year with you guys. Man, and we're pumped about that. You're right. We, it's been, gosh, it seems like much longer than just basketball season. I guess it was uh, January when you guys came in and started doing a, a few of our games online, and that partnership has grown. And I know that, uh, as you mentioned, four home football games you guys will be bringing live on on your channels on YouTube. And I know there's some volleyball games in the work, I think, coming up even pretty soon. Uh, basketball, you guys will be around. And, and as you mentioned, just a great opportunity for us at Brookhill work with you guys who are making your your mark on East Texas and athletics and uh you know fire the cannon that the, the Brookie athletic podcast is something that that as we've talked about it it's, it's just like you said just a chance for our coaches to 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 I guess communicate with our families and, and not just our families but across East Texas and kind of give an insight to what we're doing because I think that you know as well as you know our family is connected sometimes it's hard to 
know everything. I know the interviews you're going to hear today on this first episode with the coaches, they really kind of go behind the scenes a little bit with some of the things they talk about. And so we are excited about that. New episodes every Monday morning at 9 a.m. throughout the school year, and, and it'll be a lot like what you're hearing today in some ways. You'll have interviews with the in-season head coaches, and as we go through, uh, players will be on here. We'll hear from uh, uh, Vince, who's going to be one of the, the – Voices of Brook Hill football for NetSN this year. He'll jump in and talk about football games, and you'll be with us from time to time. It'll be a whole a whole group of people will stop in, and, and we're excited about doing that every Monday. And Brett will let you talk about where they can hear this because it's going to be available on a couple different avenues that they can pick up and, and be a part of NetSN. Yeah, so um, we'll still have our YouTube channel that you're, you're used to being able to go to. Um, and we've just released a new app on Apple and Android devices. If you go to your play store or your apple store you just type in netsn you can easily find it and download it uh create an account follow the Brookhill guard that's your team uh the schedule's there uh for football right now you'll be able to if you're at the game you'll be able to uh, post the score the game is going on and and also if you're not at the game if, if someone else is there you'll be able to, to easily access the score or you can just watch the game on our on the games that we're broadcasting um and not just that, we have a new website that's just came out. Um, it's going to basically kind of mirror the app in some ways. It's going to have the scores and, and games are there and all that stuff. And also has a few extra things. Um, of course, we have our weekly pick them on the app. So make sure you do that. We'll be doing some giveaways this year on, for our weekly winners. And, uh, and a uh, championship winner at the end, Jeremy, we're going to be giving away a prize at the end. So uh, a lot of things going on with NSN and uh, just glad to be able to to uh, cover you guys at Brook Hill this year. And Brett, speaking of the app and the website, there's a lot of different things that you guys have going on on a weekly basis. I know that uh, there's a couple of shows that if you're just a high school football fan in general and want to hear about what's going on all across East Texas, a couple of opportunities, Brett, if you want to kind of break down the schedule that you guys have for your shows each week. Okay. So uh, you, we talked about this this episode. These will be coming out Monday morning um, on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be releasing the old dog show, uh, me, Corey, and Vince. Uh, we're going to talk Chapel Hill football on there, um, and we'll be interviewing Coach Reardon, some players. Um, that'll be released on Tuesday uh, morning. And then on Wednesday uh, morning, we'll be releasing our um, new show uh, for East Texas, the Beast Texas, uh, the Beast from the East podcast. And we'll have a roundtable discussion from our Netizen cast. Uh, Jeremy's going to join us here sometimes with that. And basically, we'll be doing our pick'em games of the week for our pick'em challenge. We'll have uh, we'll go through those games, the Big Ten games of the week that we that we see, and everybody's going to go around and give their opinion on them, and we'll talk about those games. Uh, and then, uh, of course, our our show that we've had for the last several years, our weekly wrap up show, will be each and every Wednesday during the season at eight thirty p.m. That'll be me, Corey, Vince, uh, and Kyle, um, and then we'll have a special guest here and there. Uh, I'm sure Jeremy will pop on a few times this season is he, he just can't help himself. He wants to come on and talk high school football with us. I know it's just, it's too fun. I can't help myself. You're right. But uh, that's kind of what we have going on in the week right now. And, and, you know, we've added a couple of new shows. Like we've last year, we just did the weekly wrap up show. And now we got the show with Brook Hill with, and with Chapel Hill and also an extra uh, East Texas show. So those will be, um, those will be video and audio shows. Um, so you'll be able to check them out on YouTube or on our audio website. Uh, stream here where you'll be able to also catch this podcast and i think that's the cool thing about the app and i, I don't want to spend so long talking about the app but I, I do think it's awesome that instead of having to find your this podcast on spotify or on itunes or wherever else you get your your podcast from you're just going to go to the app 
Look at the podcast section. They're the new one's going to be. One-stop shopping, I guess, is the best way to put that, Brad. Yeah. And that's – that's man, th- this has been needed in East Texas, but especially if you're looking for just high school athletics, this is the place to be and the place to go. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, our users are just growing every day. And so um, if you haven't got the app, make sure you get it and tell your friends about it because, you know, the more people we have out there – that are able to report scores that are watching our telecast is going to help us expand and give more coverage to East Texas. And who can forget trying to win the pick'em contest? I mean, I, I've got to be honest. I think I'm going to win. I, I we haven't okay. started yet, so early, I'm in first place. Prediction. Yeah, I'm I, I'm in first place as of today, so we're good. Um, let, let's move along and talk about this week in Brookhill Athletics and and kind of the format of our show. As I mentioned, we'll interview our head coaches each week and kind of get their insight on what's going on. We talked to all three of our in-season head coaches. Uh, for this week's episode, and we'll start with with volleyball and Coach Mika Hubbard. If you're around Brookhill, by the way, and, and those of you who are listening know Brookhill, there's like a thousand Coach Hubbards on staff, right? There's <laughs> myself, there's my wife Tiffany Hubbard, and then Mika Hubbard, who is who is related to me, but not my wife. It, it's confusing, Brett. Sometimes when we're on campus and we're explaining to kids to go talk to Miss Hubbard, and they're like, "Well, that's your wife." And I'm like, "No, the other Miss Hubbard." It's, it's a go, whole big deal. Go, just go find a Coach Hubbard. Just it's yeah. easy to find one. There'll, there'll be one somewhere. That is true, but but. Uh, Coach Mika Hubbard and the volleyball team, and, and uh, you you kind of heard the interview that that she gave us for this, and and man, Coach or, or, or Brett, when when a coach comes into a, a program for the first year like she did last year with a lot of uncertainty and learning new things, and especially coming from public school to private school, I don't want to say that it was it wasn't a bad year for him last year, and she talks a little bit about this. I think it just it was a learning process, her learning the kids and the kids learning her. And it was interesting to hear her take on how year one to year two has changed. Yeah. I think, you know, anytime you transition from UIL to TAPS, it's just, there's a lot of difference. I mean, we're, lear- we're still learning that as a network, like the differences between TAPS and, and UIL and, and those kind of things. So to come in as a coach and have like, that's the first sport right out of the box. Like there's no, you know, it's not like it's basketball or softball season where they got some time to kind of, it, it, you just have to jump in there and learn like right away. So just from hearing her talk about, you know, only having really one returner playing player and having the, all these players having to fit them in the right spots and then having to learn taps versus UL, that's a lot for a first-year coach. It is. So let's get into the interview with Coach Hubbard and we'll hear what she has to say about not only that transition, but also how this year has gone so far. All right, we're here with Brook Hill volleyball coach Mika Hubbard, and, and Coach Hubbard's in her second year here at Brook Hill as the head volleyball coach, also is the head girls track coach and works in the athletic marketing department. So, Coach, how are you today? Good. How are you? Man, doing well. Trying to stay cool. It's been a task. Uh, you're the lucky yeah. one that gets an indoor sport, I guess. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> if, as long as the AC is working. We had some issues this weekend, actually, at our tournament. Man, that is no good. Speaking of the tournament, let's go ahead and get into it because I do want to talk about your year so far. You know, I think it's easy to forget that uh, I think in the, in the public view, at least, they know that football is going on and, and started back on July 31st. You guys actually got started July 31st also. And, mm-hmm. Coach, you're, eight, you're 18 games in, 13 and 5 so far. And I, just to, to give some – I'll let you talk a little bit about it, but I'm looking at the record and looking at who you've played. You just finished uh, – a tournament up in North Hopkins this weekend. You finished second place in that, but the you've got five losses on the year, and I don't know if you know this or not. The five teams you've lost to, they're a combined fifty-seven and eight. So it's not like you've lost anybody that that wasn't right. really talented. You, you've played a talented schedule. So talk about this past weekend, obviously, in the tournament in North Hopkins, but I guess the year overall and kind of what you've seen from your group so far. Yeah. So 
it's funny how it's all worked out at the beginning of two days. Um, we were not sure really how this season was going to play out. We were kind of nervous to say the least. Um, we were really putting girls in places they'd never played before, challenging them to try new things. And, um, I, we didn't know what to think, honestly, but as we started scrimmaging and getting into games, um, everything just kind of fell together. The girls really meshed well. They learned their new, I guess, jobs as part of this new team. And it's just been really fun and exciting to watch them grow and just really be as successful as they have been so far. Well, and Coach, just watching them in person a couple of times, just their confidence level seems so much higher. Right. I mean, it's – I think that's a testament to a couple of things. First off, that that you are preparing them well, but also I've talked to other coaches about this today and on our show also, but just the strength conditioning program I think has made such a huge difference in the way they feel – our athletes in general feel about themselves and the confidence level and what they're doing. And, and hopefully you've seen that as well. I think you probably have. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that with – just the new, like, just us pushing that and it being, it's really been the center of what we're doing with volleyball anyway, too. We're making sure we're in there four days a week, even on game days. Um, and really what they learn in the weight room and while they're with um, Coach Kofer really portrays over to volleyball as well, just as mental toughness um, as well as their strength. Yeah, I would say, uh, man, that's, seeing other athletes in other sports also. I think that's been the thing is Coach Kofer is, is pushing them to push themselves, and it's making a huge difference. Uh, talk about the tournament this past weekend. You guys, you know, you had a really good weekend. You ran into a tough Chisholm team there uh, in the championship game Saturday, but second place, nothing to really hang your head about with, with like you said, some of the question marks you had entering the year. Right. Well, we went into this weekend after the – also a tough Central Heights tournament the weekend before – um, and different, a really different kind of caliber of teams um, that provided di a different set of challenges. So um, we definitely had some struggles and had some obstacles to overcome, but I really think we came out a better team, just really proving to ourselves, you know, what we're actually capable of. Yeah, it was fun to watch a little bit on the live stream this weekend. Just for you personally, and I guess for the program also, I think last year, being your first year here, uh, you only had one senior in the group, and and I know you you know that was a tough year for you. the The record doesn't look good at the end of the year, but now you're here. Before district gets here, you're almost to that win total. Kind of what's been that's what's been the difference for you between year one and year two. What do you think has kind of made that change happen? You know, coming in last year, I mean, there was just a lot of unknowns. Just with the team alone, we, like you said, we had the one senior, which was pretty much our only true returner. Right. Um, and so we were young, inexperienced. And then on top of that, you know, I was new and I was transitioning from, you know, public UIL rules, mm -hmm. schedules and mm -hmm. all that goes with that. And then transitioning to private school taps and all of those schedules and rules and so it was just a learning experience um, for me as well as the girls. And I think that this year we're not really so much focused on learning new things. We're just building on what we started last year. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that, that people sometimes forget that, that, that learning a new head coach, learning new kids, and, and I know there were conversations you and I had last year when you would call me or you'd text me and you'd say, hey, what about this school? Because <laughs> there's times you, didn't, you yeah. weren't even sure who to play, you know, and, and that makes yeah. a huge difference. Uh, and, and it's definitely shown that now everybody's more comfortable. You're more comfortable and they're more comfortable and, and big things ahead. I don't want to get too far into the whole season and looking ahead, but, uh, you know, you guys also start district pretty early. I, I know that people sometimes don't realize how soon it happens in volleyball. I think this is your last week of non-district games, correct? And then you'll, you'll pick up the district schedule. Is it? I think we have, um, maybe one more, more. maybe, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. two more. This week and next week, um, and then we start district the following Tuesday. And, and it's uh, a good district. Talk a little bit about that, Coach, because there are some really good teams in that district that will be a real nice challenge for you. Yeah, I'm, there's, I mean, several solid teams. You know, they've got girls returning. Um, <laughs> it's funny how they always have some. About it. <laughs> <laughs> they always you know, find some new ones somewhere, you know. Yeah, we're we're preparing to compete. I think that it's not going to look the same as it did last year. Yeah. I think, you know, we we held our own last year um, for where we were and, um, you know, how skilled they are, you know, up there in Dallas. And um, I really think this year good things are going to happen. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. And I think that that was kind of the theme of last year as we look back on our athletic season last year as a whole, how the girls programs are just taking the next step and closing that gap. Cause truthfully it's been, there's been a gap there for everybody on the female side. Right. And, and I think that that's definitely closing. I would agree with you. It'll look a lot different. Talk about this coming week. I know you guys have a, a another game this week and then I think you have another tournament uh, this coming weekend. Talk a little bit about where you're going to be this week and, and kind of what's on the schedule for you. We're traveling to Alto on Tuesday, um, and this is actually their first um, their first season of varsity volleyball. So um, we'll definitely have goals and expectations for <laughs> right. us traveling down there. Um, and there, I think their new gym. Um, yeah. And then this weekend we'll be at the Gary tournament, and so our goal is definitely to kind of build on this last weekend and kind of capitalize and finish off our preseason, our last tournament um, on a good note. And, and people may or may not know this is a chance for you to go back home a little bit and uh -huh. play in a tournament where you kind of got things started in your career. In East Texas, for sure, yes. Uh, I spent three years over at Gary. So. Well, Coach, we're excited to watch what happens this week, and I know we'll talk to you next week as we get closer to that district schedule. And uh, man, just what a great start for you guys! And I know that you're—I know that you guys are, are really happy with where you're at right now. Yes, it's super exciting. We're super proud of the girls, um, and uh, there's just more to come. They're just going to keep getting better. So, and and I think your next home game will be uh, t next next Tuesday, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think it's the 29th against yeah. uh, Palestine Westwood. Yeah, so you guys have been on the road, and people haven't got a lot of chance. I think just the one chance at home to see you against Longview in the opener, which was a whole other animal. You guys competed well against a, a group that was athletically was just fun. phenomenal. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So good. Well, Coach, we'll look forward to visiting with you next week, and uh, and good luck to you this week. Thanks so much. Yep. All right, that was Coach uh, Mika Hubbard, Brookhill Volleyball. And, and, Brett, as we mentioned before the interview, you kind of hear how she's excited about the things that have changed and how – 
the strength conditioning program, the just the the willingness of the girls to change has really made a huge difference. And they're off to a hot start. And man, as she mentioned, there is a tough district road ahead, but they are definitely more prepared and more capable. It looks like at this point. Well, and we talk about too the the youth of the girls' programs right now, Jeremy. I mean, you you see it in basketball as well. Um, you've got a lot of young players with a lot of potential, but you know, with youth comes inexperience, and so as the season goes, I'm sure it's going to get more and more. You can you're, they're going to get gel together with playing those new positions, and it's it's only going to go up from here. I mean, I just I see them having a great season. I was impressed. I've been kind of following them this year as well. And some of the teams are playing. They're not playing like all little bitty schools. I mean, they're playing some big, big UIL schools and really challenging themselves. Well, you know, Brett, I mentioned to her, her the overall record of the teams they've lost to is like fifty-seven and eight. But it's Leon, who's always in the state tournament. They're eighteen and zero. They lost to a twelve and one Chisholm team and a, a ten and one uh, one of the other teams in the tournament. So it's like if you take out, you know, one of their losses was to Crawford, who's fifteen and five. You take that out. And now the record's like 42-2. and two. I mean, it's just ridiculous, uh, yeah. the, qu- the quality they're playing. And so good for them. I'm happy. There's a lot of girls in that program who have worked so hard and uh, glad for Coach Hubbard and staff and, and that group to get to do that. So let's let's move along and talk a little bit of cross-country now. Now, here's something new. I'm not sure how many schools are going to talk about cross-country on their weekly podcast, but we're going to do that. And uh, we had a chance to, to visit with, with Coach Josiah White, who's the cross-country coach. And, Brett, I don't know about you, but – I get tired just hearing about all the work they're going to do to practice for cross country. I look outside and I see 110 <laughs> degrees, Jeremy, and I'm like, uh, I'm good. I think I'll stay in the shade inside. I mean, that's just mad respect to those guys and girls. I mean, we had to run cross country in high school um, playing basketball. That was one of the requirements. We didn't have to do meets. We had to run after school. And so I don't remember it being 110. I don't oh. know. Maybe it was just I was younger and, you know, I was in shape and it, I could just run forever at that point. But I look out there and I'm like, it's hot. I mean, humid, hot. <laughs> and I, I just, and then they, and then they'll have to wake up early. I mean, I'm not a morning person myself. And so I have to, the dedication to have to get up early to beat the heat. I mean, that takes a lot of effort from those young men and women. I, I, I mad props to them. Yeah. I was going to say, as you hear Coach White's interview here in just a second, he's going to mention that they're excited to start earlier because it's cooler, and I'm just thinking, no, I want to stay in bed. So let's listen in to Coach uh, Coach Josiah White and what he has to say about our cross-country program this week. All right, we're here with uh, Brook Hill cross-country coach, Josiah White. Coach White's in his second year here at Brook Hill, his first year as the uh, head cross-country coach. Coach, how's it going today? Yeah, doing well. Excited to talk to you guys about how cross-country is going and what we're looking forward to in the future. So, Coach, we were talking a little bit before, but before we get too far, you are also the head boys track coach and assistant varsity uh, boys basketball coach. So people have seen you around. They know you. If they, if they haven't, they've kind of been under a rock a little bit, I guess, for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk a little bit first before we get going about the numbers in the program. I know that, that I've seen a lot of guys out there running, but I guess on the, the high school side and the middle school side, kind of where you at number-wise is, is for the year, but also compared to maybe last year. Yeah, um, we've got a full team, which, you know, in high school is seven. You can have seven runners run and officially meet at district, a district level and higher. And then, so we've got a full team for both our high school boys and girls. Um, and then we've got above that in middle school, um, we're looking at, we're looking at like nine 
on middle school girls and 10 on middle school boys. So I feel like we've got a really good group of kids. Uh, and then there's always a chance that more came. For instance, I had you know two girls that came up in the first week in you know, unbeknownst to me, we're like, hey, coach, we're running cross country. You know, and they came out and they've been really consistent uh, just these first three days of school. So they're, and that, that happened in middle school as well. So, you know, there's always a chance that as these kids are kind of figuring things out, especially with our boarding students coming, that we get a couple more to come out. And that happened last year too. Yeah, and, and you know, anytime I guess you get kids who want to come out and, and what we always say is run for fun and they're willing to help out and compete, I mean, yeah, we'll take them for sure. Um, before before we get into what your workouts look like, I do want to ask you this. The heat has been such a huge factor, I think, for all sports this year. Kind of how has it gone? So I know you guys haven't had a meet yet, your first meets this weekend, and we'll talk about that, but kind of how has it gone for your kids? How have they handled the heat and how have you been able to manage? Uh, I guess, working them out and, and being mindful of, of the weather. Yeah. Well, we work out in the mornings, and that's what we did. We started meeting in July, the first week of July, for three days out of the week. So we went Thursday, we went Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday with our schedule through the summer. And now, obviously, with school starting, we're, we're working out every day. We have done... 7 a.m. mornings uh, with school starting. We bump that up to 6.30 a.m. So we've been pretty blessed uh, with the weather being cool enough in the morning at that time that that's really the best way to navigate the heat. But we do have after school, and obviously during middle school, we have their G-block. So what we are really fortunate to have Amber Kills trails. Yeah. So we have lots of places where we can get in the shade. So we do our best to keep our runners in the shade. Just we change the course. And then we always make sure that we've got two water stations out there. So my assistant coach, uh, Coach Rodrigo, does a great job. So he sets up at one part and we try to be about halfway. So where, you know, our kids are, are running in between us. They should have plenty of options to get water. And that's the other way that we, we kind of navigate and combat that. But again, I'd say the best thing to do and that we have <laughs> is working out in the mornings. Yeah, that does make a difference, especially that, you know, you're, you're only in maybe the low 90s in the morning, I guess, as opposed to 110. <laughs> so I mentioned this to you also. Kind of walk us through, I guess, the short version. I know there's a lot to it, but kind of talk about what your normal – you know, all for people who don't know this, cross-country meets are almost exclusively on Saturday mornings. I know when you get the district and state, maybe they're different days, Coach. But kind of what does a week look like for a cross-country runner, and how do you get them ready for Saturday? Yeah, we will have pretty much two hard days every week. And the hard day is just more intensity in regards to more race pace running or running at race pace around there or sometimes even faster so there's different phases in cross-country training so we just finished what we would call phase one or a lot of people refer to it as like a base training phase you can think of it as a foundational phase uh, where we've got more volume but we don't uh, have as much intensity so as we move closer to districts towards the end of our season we, we change phases to where now we're in what we'd call a competitive phase. 
So we still stick with that two hard days a week. And one of those hard days usually is a long run. Now with meet weeks, like this upcoming week, when we have a meet, we're going to count our, our cross country meet as a hard day. For sure. So that uh, is our one. And then we'll have another one. And we usually space those out. So if we have a meet, um, a lot of times we'll go on a Tuesday or Wednesday with the meet being on Saturday as our hard day. And then the other days in between, we, we treat those as easy days. We back off the intensity um, and back off the volume. So it's nothing that would resemble a long run. Yeah. Well, I speak for a lot of people when I watch those guys run around the campus at different times, like they all look hard to me. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so let's talk about something. I, I know your, your schedule starts this week and, and we'll get to your kind of the full year, but I do want to take this chance to talk to you while we have time about our annual warrior cross country run, which is coming up Saturday, September 2nd. And a new piece to that, that you've come up with. And I think it's a great idea the Warrior 5K coach, if you want to talk about both those events, that'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you. The Warrior 5K is going to be open to really anyone. So just running enthusiasts, uh, for example, you know, my wife is going to run in that. Um, I thought I might run in it, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. I think I'll have to go <laughs> But anyone from really, I mean, if uh, we've had, I've had fifth graders express interest that want to come and, and run in it to adults. So it, it is just an open 5k. It's on a cross country course. So a little bit different than most 5k's, which are going to be on the road, but we've got a really nice, well-maintained cross country course that goes through trails. Uh, you're going to go run around uh, parts of our campus. I think it is, it's a lot of fun. And in years past, um, from, what everybody else has told me they were a lot of people like our course i yeah. would like running on our course so we've got that and that's going to be at 7 a.m on september 2nd so we'll run that before the actual cross-country meet starts and then the meet with our high school runners and then following our will be our middle school runners will start at 8 a.m and we'll have a rolling schedule so a lot of a lot of teams uh coming to be a part of that, that we're excited to host. But we, yeah, would love to have people come and uh, run in, in our 5K and join us in that day and the festivities. And you guys have done a great job. All that information has been posted on our social media, mm-hmm. but a really easy uh, registration link on Run Sign Up. So hopefully we want to make that as easy for people to register as possible. Yeah, and that's open to anybody. So if you're out there listening and you're from wherever you're from, uh, feel free to come run in that, and, and that will just support what we're doing here at Brook Hill and the cross-country program. And uh, Coach, I, I may be out of line here, but I think I heard at some point you say it's also a real unique chance for people who are runners to come. I, I think they're going to use our timing system, right, and then they'll be able to get a chip time 5K, which apparently is a big deal in the running world, correct? Yeah, that is definitely nicer. It's just uh, official, uh, official timing company, uh, Compton Time Measure. Uh, in the running world, pretty well known around East Texas and the DFW area. They do a lot. They come out to East Texas several times, um, work college meets as well. So they're going to be there. So, yeah, it will be an official chip time 5K. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And not a chance you can get just anywhere. So that's coming up in two weeks on September 2nd. But coach, talk a little bit about, I know you're starting this week, uh, your first meet. I know you guys are excited. You've been training hard for sure. But talk about this week, where you're at, and then kind of the way the schedule lays out the rest of the way for, for your guys. Yeah, we were really blessed to see how the, the schedule worked its way out for how we want to train, um, starting with this week. So we wanted to try and go two weeks on, one week off throughout the cross-country season. Um, and then with how meets stacked up, that's that's how it worked out. So thank you, Lord, for Providence <laughs> and Sovereignty for doing that for us. But that is, you know, kind of kind of ideal for what we want to do and how we want to train. So these first two weeks, uh, this week's going to take us to Tyler Legacy. And yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, they've actually moved the time for that meet up just a little bit because of the heat that we're experiencing. So the nice thing is that our, our kids will get to run in cooler temperatures than, uh, than previously. But that's going to be a Lindsay Park, uh, a really good I think it'll be a fast, flat course with a uh, run around a lot of soccer fields out there. A good time for our kids as far as their first meet to see how they're doing. And I'm excited to see our kids. I think we'll have a lot of them that will actually run just as fast, if not faster, than their PRs from last year because of just how, how well they've been training this summer. So that's kind of the outlook that takes us into October is that two weeks on, one week off. Um, but, you know, we're, we're gearing up to obviously get into district for our high school, to get into the um, Texas private school, middle school state meet for our middle school students at the middle of October. And everything just aligned and set itself up that it, it worked out with how we want to train. So I'm really excited about our schedule. Yeah, that that is nice. And and one of the things that I'm excited first off next week to visit with you about how our kids do because you mentioned you you expect bigger things from them in terms of beating PRs and stuff like that because of their training. But one of the things that I'm sure I'm going to talk with with all head coaches about this fall and even throughout the year is the impact that our new strength conditioning program has had also because a lot of those guys have been in there with Coach Kofer in the weight room and on the track this summer and. And it's made a huge difference. And I'm with you, Coach. I think that we'll see our kids do great things this fall. Yeah, absolutely. That That is going to make a, a big impact. And it already has, like you said. So, coaches, I've sent him the stuff that, that we do that was in our program. And um, I've worked with him. And he's saying, okay, here's here's the things that we can uh, – that we will definitely cover for cross-country for our runners, especially the high school students during the school day. And then – Here's the stuff that we need to keep doing. And when he says we implement this in cross country. So we've been doing what we call uh, SAM, strength and mobility, mm-hmm. all summer. And it has been just really impressive to see how our, how our kids have grown from middle school and high school, just becoming stronger, um, more stable. Most of that that we do is core and hip strength yeah. not being so crucial for runners. So, yeah, they've done a great job, and it's really benefited them. Coach, we're looking forward to the year, and we'll visit with you again next week. But good luck to you guys this week over at uh, Tyler Legacy. And uh, the next week we'll get ready for the Warrior Run and the Warrior 5K. Coach, appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, that was Coach Josiah White, Brook Hill Cross Country. And, and Brett, I do want to make sure and mention that 
the warrior run or the uh, the warrior cross country meet on September second is always a huge deal. It's part of our American State Bank Warrior Bowl weekend. On Saturday, they have the the middle school and the upper school cross country meet. But the the new Warrior Five K, uh, that's a that's a huge deal for us to have more people on campus. And I didn't know this, Brett. I'm not a runner, and and I'm assuming me and you are both out of the running uh, scene. Um, but for the chance for anybody who wants to to come get a chip time five k run is is apparently a big deal, and it's a chance to do it for pretty cheap. And they can register on the Brookhill website on our on our social media actually. Well, that's that's an awesome uh, opportunity. I mean. I think what you guys have over there with the, the timing system and all that, that's, that's a super awesome thing that you guys have. That there's not a lot of places around, like you said, to have that. So, I mean, if you're a runner anywhere in East Texas, come out to this event because, I mean, the, the whole weekend, and we'll talk about the football part of it here in just a minute, but that whole weekend with what y'all what you guys do for the veterans and, and you know, former military guys, I just think that's an awesome thing. Uh, I didn't know anything about it, honestly. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. So hopefully we can help you guys get that out there because I think there's a lot of folks that have no idea what you guys are doing, and I think they need to know. So hopefully they'll hear this or we can help mention it on some of our shows and, and get the get the word out because, I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool too that you guys do it kind of around the beginning of September, you know, go, to throw kind of throwback to 9-11. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I think that's a – I mean, that's – this is the time of year – for me, I mean, I can remember my first year of college pulling in the parking lot and hearing about 9-11 and, and just the sacrifices that those men and women made there trying to save lives and all that. And I think, to me, this event is is a great event. And I think that anyone in East Texas that has any aspirations of running a 5K needs to come sign up for you guys' event. When you heard Coach White say this, just a chance to run around our campus and, and you know – we do have a lot of trails that our kids run. That's how they practice. And it goes, you know, we have a pond behind the football stadium. We have all these trails around the entire campus. And, 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 and you mentioned the, the nine 11 aspect. I think it just, it's kind of timing obviously with our first home game being around them, but also just a huge appreciation for the military in our country uh, that Brookhill has, especially our founder, Steve, the men and, and our Brookhill families that are listening. all know this, like that's, you don't think about Brookhill without thinking about that aspect of it in some way. And so it is a chance and, Man, it's it's in terms of football and what we do. It's one of the, the coolest things we do to have those veterans and first responders lined up across the football field as we get ready to start week one. Is is it, it almost gives you chills to to think about it? And definitely gives you chills uh, when you're there. Um, so let's move on and talk about football because uh, and we wanted to say football for last to make sure everybody stays tuned in, right, Brett? Because me and you can get a little boring, but maybe <laughs> maybe you're here till now. So we had a chance to talk to Coach Allen and Brett before we get into that. Um, the heat has been a real factor for, for everybody in the state and in East Texas, especially, I think we set records Friday, this past Friday, when teams were scrimmaging, there were record highs set on Friday and there were teams that moved the scrimmages way up. And I can know, I, I can tell you as a football coach at Brook Hill, we did not move. We started at five o'clock on, on Friday and it was, it was warm, but, but Brett, what you heard what coach Raw had to say about managing the heat and kind of some things he's done. I, I'm telling you, it has just been kudos to any kids right now who are playing football with and managing the, the heat situation. Yeah, it's almost like um, if you don't have an indoor facility, you are at a disadvantage right now. I mean, um, me being a, a Chapel Hill grad myself, uh, we finally are getting one um, in the works here. I think hopefully we'll be built in the next couple of years, be completed. But, I mean, 
it doesn't matter if it's completely indoors, covered, anything like that is a definite necessity now for, you know, any program that that's in the heat like this. I mean, I can't imagine stepping out there and we talked about cross country a while ago, stepping out there and running, but then going out there in pads, mm. um, helmet, the whole nine yards and run around a hot field with no shade. I mean, at least cross country guys can maybe catch a shade here. There's no shade in that football field. Uh, there's none. There's none. I can tell you that for sure. Um, but you know, the La Rock athletic development suite has been huge for us. You're right. That the athletic development center, sorry, the suite's a part of that, but to, to be able to have a place to go and, and coach Riles is going to talk about this in a second, but it, it changes the temperature probably 25 degrees, just being under a cover. Uh, and, and another challenge that if you've been around Brook Hill in the past week or so you've seen is, and I didn't mention this with coach Riles in our interview, but we haven't been able to get on the football field in over a week because we're, the track's being redone. So I know as, as you families that are listening have been dropping off your kids and, and being around campus have seen, we're not only practicing outside in the heat, but on a baseball field. And fortunately, we have a turf baseball field, right? But it, that, it, there's been challenges that, that fortunately we've been able to overcome. And Coach Riles is going to mention some of those things and how he's handling it. And, and we'll let you listen in here to, to Coach Scott Ryle. All right, we're here visiting with uh, Brook Hill head football coach Scott Rouse, seventh year as the head football coach here at Brook Hill, and a lot of other things he does uh, around the school. Uh, but, Coach, first off, how are you today? You trying to stay cool today? Yeah, it's, uh, this weather's pretty unbelievable, but uh, thank God my AC's fixed. So. <laughs> it was a little rough for you there. Hey, so real quick, I, I know that as, as things have been going, we've you know, the football team's been practicing now for a few weeks, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, that everybody's dealing with, I guess, is that weather, you know, the heat we're talking about, and, and you've done a good job of managing that. But I guess kind of tell everybody kind of some things that you've done to help, you know, manage that for the kids, and, and we've been pretty fortunate so far. Well, obviously at Brookhill, we are very blessed to have a covered facility and, uh, and we kind of rearrange some things in practice to make sure that those kids can be in that facility for a period of time. So we'll go send a group in there for 30 minutes and, and another group will go there uh, for 30 minutes. Obviously, that that's a huge, huge uh, benefit at our school. And then, you know, traditional things, taking water breaks, we, we typically do those five minute, we do those five minute water breaks. We, we let them have that whole time just to, to get high, but that kind of facility, you can't, you can't beat that. You know, and I think we're we, the last few days. I think have probably been the worst for everybody across the state. I know that there's been a lot of coaches and other schools reach out to us about what we're doing, and I think we're kind of that danger because because taps will step in at some point, and they have a lot of rules. And kind of what are some of those coaches that you know that they kind of put in place for if, at a certain temperature we do X Y Z certain things to protect everybody. Well, a lot of the time, a lot of that stuff, you know, taps does have. Uh, uh, refers us to a lot of different organizations, but just internally, um, you know, maybe, I know last, I believe it's Thursday, we just made the choice not to go in shoulder pads. And, and I told the kids that we're going to have to really focus and lock in on, on the mental piece more than the physical, just to keep our kids safe. I think that's the most important thing that we can do as a school and as, as a coaching staff. Well, and ultimately it's, it's the kids who have really taken good care of their bodies. I, I know that there's been a lot of conversations we've had about, you know, the kids who were here all summer and the work they put in and what Coach Kofer's done in the weight room and the the, condi- the strength conditioning program has really made a difference. You know, I mentioned this a minute ago. I feel like our kids have really responded well, and we, and we haven't really had just a ton of issues. No, yeah, that's, Coach Kofer's done a heck of a job, our new uh, strength and, and performance coach, and you got our kids ready. But, you know, the challenge at our schools, we do we have some kids from overseas that 
might not be uh, familiar with this heat. I know, you know, Finland, most of the weather is, it doesn't get much higher than 70 on the hottest day. So, but those kids, I can't believe that they have actually responded really well. And that's just a testament. They, they uh, took care of the bodies um, coming into to football this year. Absolutely. So let's talk a little football. Two scrimmages down. Uh, Rusk two weeks ago at home and then on the road at Grapeland this past Friday. Uh, I, I know that, you know, people look at scrimmages, and, and I know coaches don't really look at it as a win or a loss thing, but what are what are some of the things that you look for in a scrimmage? And we'll talk about what happened, but what are you really looking for when you go to a scrimmage, you know, before the year gets before the year gets going? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of questions about, uh, you know, how the kids, um, I'm going to say they've improved. It's hard to see sometimes at practice. We might not get the, the speed or the look, but uh, a lot of just the, the contact hurt. You know, that's the kind of term I use it. Well, they stick their nose in there. Um, there's a lot of guys that look really good, shorts and T-shirt, and my All-American shirt team players. And, um, just to see them uh, on the field and, and see if they're, they're physically tough and mentally tough, those are those are kind of big things I'm looking for. They're gonna, the game's going to – they're going to learn the game. They're going to learn their plays. They're going to learn their techniques. But it's hard to uh, train a kid to be more physical if they just don't have that internally. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Well, when you when you take those things into consideration, kind of talk through how you feel about the last two weeks. I know a lot of a lot of surprises, uh, a lot of good surprises, I would say. But uh, kind of how did how did you think everything went in those two scrimmages? Well, it's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think when when you go through scrimmage. And I mean, we're fortunate enough to play two schools that gave us a, a really really good look and um, speed and physicality, um, which was which is really good for us. But, uh, you know, I, I was really, really pleased with a few of our kids that kind of, we, we didn't know, you know, how, 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 uh, how they progressed or maybe they're new to the program. And, um, and those, those scrimmages allow that, um, to kind of show, show us as staff where we're at and what we need to work on. Uh, obviously this week things are for real and uh, on the road at Grapevine Faith in week one, not a, not exactly an easy task for anybody, but talk a little bit about Grapevine Faith and what they bring to the table and, and kind of what that, that game Friday night looks like. Yeah, you know, Grapevine's always been a, a really uh, good football team, have a great program, and you know, this year they they have a new staff, a new office coordinator, I know for sure, um, Coach Ware, and you know he's had experience at, in, in TAPS and um, they're going to throw the ball. I mean, that's that's one thing I know about the offensive coordinator. He's going to throw the ball. He, he runs some good uh, concepts, and it's going to put us in, in some tough spots. But uh, you know, they have a lot of they have two guys that are extremely fast. I mean, they're two of them are, are sub eleven kids. I think one kid ran ten seven or ten eight, um, and, and obviously that's faster than what we have on our team. So it's going to on defense. It's going to take every every guy and everyone doing their assignment and help each other out to. to Stop, uh, stop a team like that, sure. Well, Coach, and also, you know, this is a, a school that if, you, if you've been around Brook Hill for the last few years, there's a, a little history there, recent history, I guess. Played them in the playoffs a couple of years ago and last year at the Warrior Bowl. And so uh, the two teams know each other. Even with new staffs, we're kind of familiar with, with those guys. As you mentioned, Coach Ware coming over from another school that we've played in the past too. So uh, talk about the rest of the schedule, Coach, because – one of the things that you've historically done at Brook Hill is, is use the non-district schedule to prepare uh, for the district schedule. And obviously, people that are familiar know the teams that we face when we get to the district part. But talk a little bit about the schedule and how you put that together and how you think that will play an advantage for us as we get further along. You know, I, I think the preseason, pre-district uh, scheduling is important and how, how you're going to finish your year. Uh, obviously, you want to challenge yourself, and I, I feel like I did that with so the opponents like a, a team like um, Atlanta, you know, they had a staff last year. They're 
they're extreme. They're known to be um, great track school. Um, they've had some struggle on the football field, but uh, coach has done a heck of a job, really kind of turned that program around. They're probably the fastest team we'll see. They're, they've got a lot of numbers. Uh, I like to play schools that are a little stretched for us. So, you know, we're playing them. Um, we play uh, Lifeo Cliff, who is really fast. The record really doesn't show up, but a lot of great athletes on the, on the field. And um, another East Texas school, uh, White Oak, which, you know, they got a new staff and their coach is really, I know he had a lot of success in, in coaching football. And, um, they're good. They'll be really good for us and get us prepared for the season. Yeah, it should be fun. One last thing, Coach, before I let you go. I know we're on the road this week, and we'll talk more about this game itself next week, but uh, the American State Bank uh, Warrior Bowl is coming up on Friday, September 1st. Coach, talk a little bit, of, not just about the game, but about what that day looks like and how important it is and how people can get involved. Yeah, it's one, one of the great traditions that uh, the Brook Hill does, and Coach Dawkins, his leadership of, of taking this game and, and honoring our, our veterans, our first responders, and our, our frontline healthcare workers. I think that's you know, that's something that we have done well. Um, we will have a, a tailgate like we do every game at this tailgate, but a little special. Um, and we're going to honor all those before kickoff. And if uh, if you know somebody or you are someone that's a veteran, first responder, or a frontline healthcare worker, let us know. We'd love to honor you, and they can come and, and eat before the game and hang out. And they, the admission's free, but uh, we just want to take time before the game to honor them before we play it's just a great tradition uh, that we do at Brick Hill. Yeah, one of the best, one of the best nights for sure, Coach. I appreciate your time and uh, good luck this week, and we'll talk with you next week. All right, thank you. All right, back here on Fire the Cannon, the Brook Hill Athletic Podcast, uh, the the pilot episode, the first episode. You just heard Coach Scott Rowell talk about uh, the football season so far, and Brett. I think that you know some of the things that he's mentioning about the way he schedules. I, I've been fortunate enough to to be with Coach Rowell all seven years he's been at Brook Hill. But we, me and you have talked about this on other shows on NetSN, but scheduling to prepare for a district schedule is something that a lot of people aren't willing to do because the record may not be as nice, I guess. But mm-hmm. I, I think it has made a huge difference in our program and the way we've had success in the postseason because we've kind of had that approach. Well, yeah, because if you don't prepare yourself for what you have down the road, it, you might as well not even play the game. I mean, because I know we've – We've definitely talked about this before. I believe it was uh, Tatum we talked about last year and how they started off really slow in the season. And I think we kind of went back and forth on, well, no, they are they any good? <laughs> well, yeah. They they scheduled a really tough preseason schedule, and it paid off later. Um, and I think you guys are, are doing the same thing. You've got, a, you've got to schedule some opponents that are going to be similar to what you're going to run into in district. Um, and even your scrimmage, you, you – you talk about your scrimmages, y'all scrimmage grape when they've got some speed. I mean, yeah. you know, middle of that season, you're playing Atlanta. They're going to have a lot of guys that are fast. <laughs> I think you see some of that speed a little bit and see, okay, what do we need to do to adjust, get some guys in the right places? I mean, that's what you want to do. I mean, the preseason, it matters, but it doesn't. You know, it matters to get prepared for that district schedule, which is the is the one that you, that you really care about, that you want to get the right seed. Uh, you don't want to just squeak in the playoffs and end up having to play a a game on the road. Uh, that's the thing about with you guys for football. If you, the top two teams get to host the playoff game. And I think that's something right. that uh, the UIL is kind of adopted in the bigger classifications now, but I think that's a neat thing for not only um, the, the, to get the home field advantage, but for your fans. Cause if you're not the home team, Jeremy, you're, you're traveling quite a bit for a, on a tap schedule around here. 
Yeah, I know last year our first playoff game was on the road. We we finished third, and we had to go to uh, Fort Worth Lake Country, which they say Fort Worth. It was definitely way further than Fort Worth, it felt like at least. Uh, but, yeah, you, you know, getting that home game is huge for us and also just kind of the route, you know, to get to the ultimate goal. The, you know, in UIL, you have to win six games, I think, to win the whole thing. Uh, we have to win four. And so there's a, you know, there's a huge difference in getting to host that first one at home and, and kind of dictating who you play early on is, is a big deal. And Coach Rowell, like I said, has always, has always had that mindset, and I've appreciated that. One of the things I want to mention that, that he talked about um, was, you know, the, the, he and I talked about it, I guess, not just him, but our kids have really come a long way through the strength and conditioning program. We're, we're calling it now the athletic development and, and athletic development performance. I don't know. There's a fancy name now for basically what we would call back in the day summer workouts or off season, but they're just the huge difference. Our kids have seen physically. And we even talked about this with coach Hubbard, volleyball coach Hubbard about this, just their mindset, Brett has been huge. I know that Vince and Corey came out and took some video and you've seen some pictures of that, but man, just the, the mindset of our kids has been such a different thing this year so far. It seems like every program now is, it seems to be putting that new strength and conditioning coach in. Um, and it's something I think that, like you said, it's very important um, because you have to be doing as much or more than the opponent, right? You can't, you can't take, there's no more of this back in the day. You just took the summer off and yeah. you come in and you'll just get prepared. Then no, I mean, if you're not preparing all spring and all summer for the all sports, then you're behind. And that's just the difference between, you know, winning district and not making the playoffs almost at this point. I mean, you've got to be prepared. You can only do so much off of town alone. The kids, they have to put out the work in. There's all the programs around here. I mean, especially East Texas, there's a lot of good programs, and they're all putting in all this work. Um, it's kind of been just – it's just the thing they do now, I think. It's just that off-season and summer programs, there's not many schools that don't have that now. So if you don't have it, you've got to have it to stay competitive. One of the things I'm excited about is is that the way that Brook Hill has just altered their schedule in general – Brookhill families know what I mean by that. We're off the block schedule and onto a, you know, a more of a daily schedule and the athletic blocks are all split up now, but every kid is going to get a chance to work in a smaller group setting with Todd Kofer. And I'd love to have, I'm, I'm going to do my best to get coach Kofer on next week with us to talk about this because he really has a specific detailed plan for every kid that's in every sport. If they're in off season, he's got a plan for all season. If they're in season, there's a plan for in season. You heard uh, coach Hubbard, uh, volleyball coach Hubbard talk about, um, lifting on game day, that's something that all sports are going to do. And, and so just to have not just a guy that's in charge of that, but a guy that is that detail-oriented is making a huge – I'm excited for me personally as a basketball coach, right? I, I'm glad my girls get a few more months to work with him before we start. But in football, we've seen a huge difference. We, you know, uh, the scrimmage on Friday was not perfect by any means, but I felt like our kids were more in shape. I felt like they were ready to go. I felt like they were, you know – when the other team maybe was having to go a little slower, we were able to keep going faster, and that makes a huge difference. Um, we won't talk a lot about the game Friday. We'll, we'll kind of – we don't want to give away too much, Brett, but just in terms of the matchup, Brook Hill and Grapevine Faith, uh, last year they came to Brook Hill. It was the American State Bank Warrior Bowl game last year. It didn't go well. It was a close game at the half, and just some things happened. It kind of snowballed on us at the end. I think the final was 60-something to 30-something, somewhere in that range. Um, but but we've kind of gotten to know each other a lot better, playing them in the playoff. You, me and Coach Rao talked about that, where we played them in the playoffs two years ago at their place, then we played them last year. And 
their, their new offensive coordinator came from McKinney Christian, who's a school that we've played many times and brings more of a high-powered throw-it-around offense. And uh, that, that brings some challenges. I think defensively, you know, just without letting too much out of the bag, I think the, the focus for Brookhill has to be not – you, you can't, and you know this, Brett. You've seen it. You just kind of have to keep the guys in front of you that are so fast. Right. Coach, I'll mention the guys that are both 10 5 guys. They are, man, they on film, they can go. And, you, and you'll know which guys they are when they take off running the first time. But just to keep those guys in front and give yourself a chance on defense. Yeah, you got to, you got to wrap up, make the tackle. If you don't get them down, you got to at least hang on to them long enough for a, where a buddy can come over and help. But yeah, it's one of those things. If you miss too many tackles on on guys that fast, I mean, once they once they break away, it's it's hasta la vista. They're gone. Yeah, it's tough to catch up with them. So, uh, we we man, we're pumped about you guys joining us on the Fire the Cannon podcast, and and excited about what's going to happen as we go forward with this thing and the partnership with NetSN and all the shows. But make sure you check out the NetSN app. You can find that in the Google Play Store, Apple iTunes. Check out the website NetSN dot NetSN.live. I know it's always something different. The NetSN YouTube page, the Brookhill Athletic Streaming uh, YouTube page. Chances are if there's an athletic event going on at Brookhill, it's either on our streaming page or on NetSN's, and we're excited about that. And, and Brett, we appreciate you for what you're doing to help us out and helping me out with this because, man, I you know I kind of thought this would be easier to put together, but you've had to kind of hold my hand a little bit. With this. Well, you know, it's it's I've done a few, but I think you've done a great job. Here. <laughs> this, this is a I think some there's something that that I don't know how many people at Brookhill know, but I call Jeremy the Swiss Army knife of Brookhill. Oh gosh, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of titles. He does a lot for this program, and I think um, you know he deserves a lot of credit for for promoting the school and all that. We're just going to try to help him be able to promote the school that much more and and get get out what's going on over at Brookhill. Absolutely, Brett. Thanks, and uh, next week we'll do it again. Fire the Cannon Podcast here on NetSN. sustained a bone joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement suffer with pain contact azalea orthopedics our specialists serve patients across east texas for proven trusted medical care you have a choice demand azalea